Welcome back to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxly. Taxly offers the first apprenticeship program for careers in tax law and consulting. So for those who thought the CPA was the only way to a prestigious tax career, let Taxly show you the importance of becoming an enrolled agent. Visit Taxly.com to learn more. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former Bearcat basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the Hall of Fame coach, Bob Huggins. And I'm Neil Meyer with the Front Office News. I'm J.T. Smith, Editor-in-Chief of the Front Office News. Now, fellas, normally we recap the last game, preview the game at hand. But today um, we're going to have a very special guest here shortly. Uh, we'll have a little bit of a different podcast. Um, first off, this is the first time I think we've done the podcast in person. Like, we can see each other, and I'm not a black box. <laughs> You're a black box, man. But yeah, it's definitely the first time we've done an in-person one. So we, we had plans on doing it a few times, but you know how busy schedules work and you're, it's super convenient. Your kid's playing basketball. Yeah. You're, you're running all over the place. For sure, man. I got two games a day during the N- NFC Championship game. Man, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. I'm going to try to get my wife to take him to the second game. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Good we'll luck with that. I don't know if it's going to work. Though. Yeah, it's great to get in-person and do this too. So it's nice that we can found the time to get together and let's see how this thing goes. Yeah, absolutely. Now we want to tell our listeners what we have coming up. Uh, We plan on dropping a new episode, um, previewing uh, the next game, next couple games, but also we have an interview with David DeJulius coming up. We just had a tough time figuring out schedule-wise when to do that and Juice is definitely busy. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm excited about getting that done. So I know we've been talking about it all year. It's right around the corner. So, fans, make sure you guys pay attention to the podcast. We will be dropping that sooner than later. Yeah, most definitely. And David's a guy most fans thoroughly enjoy. So, we're very excited to have David on and see what happens. Now, I would like to welcome in my good friend, huge Bearcat supporter, and also supporter of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast, and also his wife. I'd like to bring in... My friends, Russ and Anisha Bailey. Let's get, can we give them a round of applause here? <laughs> well, first and foremost, I, I'm happy to be here. I'm glad to be in person, to see you again, Meech, and Absolutely. of course, JT and Neil, to finally meet you guys and meet you guys in person. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's been awesome. Anisha, <laughs> Anisha is giving us a look. Because for, for those fans out there, she, she has a pocket and a, a certain thing she can talk about. <laughs> She's like backing away from the mic. She was super close earlier. She was like sitting back. It's like that uh, Homer Simpson. Yes, that. Hello, everyone. I do have a limited things I can talk about because they love my uh, sports commentary, but I'm just going to kind of keep it. <laughs> keep it limited. Hey, thanks, thanks for having us here at your office space, which is which is beautiful, just gave us a tour um, and, and talked to us about this. And we're going to get into what Taxly does, um, how you guys met, you know, all that good stuff. So we're going to get into that shortly. But Russ, I want to bring you back in because you're also a very big Bengals fan. Absolutely. And we are recording this <clears throat> Sunday. It is it is 9 a.m., 9.30 a.m. or whatever it is right now on Sunday. Um, Bengals have a big game. Tonight, 6.30 p.m. at Kansas City, a.k.a. what are they calling it? Burrowhead? Burrowhead. Yeah, (laughs) Burrowhead. Um, Thoughts on the game tonight? 
Ah, oh, where do I begin? Um, if the line can protect Joe, I say three sacks or less, they'll beat him by fourteen to seventeen points. Confidence. Ooh. If oh, it's yeah. if it's more than three sacks, it'll be a close game with probably Cincinnati <clears throat> winning with a field goal at the end. Oh man, you, he didn't even pause. I, like he he, I like it though. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, now, so what we talk about in the podcast a lot is we've been predicting for a while that it potentially could be a Bengals 49ers matchup. JT being a huge 49ers fan, we've been saying that for a while, haven't no, we? No joke, no joke. I think probably about, I think about October, November, yeah, mid-season. Yeah, which, which I, I would like for it to be because of, you know, the Bengals yeah. haven't beaten the 49ers, and, you know, I think this is, this is the chance right here. Your thoughts, Russ? Well, uh... The only saving grace, I believe, is I think uh, Brock Purdy, I think he's been playing absolutely amazing. However, he has not gone against Lou and Lou's defense. And I think he has posed problems for a lot better quarterbacks other than Brock, right? And so I I believe Brock's a system quarterback, but I think if you can handle that and make them one-dimensional, make him throw to beat you, I think we have a good chance to bring him home the Lombardi Trophy. And it will be nuts. I don't think I will sleep until the parade. <laughs> <laughs> it will be that parade will be. Oh, it'll be, it'll it will be. It'll be insane. It'll be great. I, I, I'm gonna say. So remember when Cleveland, the Cavs yeah, won the championship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How bonkers that was! Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna see the same oh, thing because when, when was the last time this city has had you know a championship or something Reds. to celebrate That's at that right. level? It's the ninety, right? Ninety. One ninety something. And what year were you born? Ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I was young to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. It's so, yeah, been right. some lean years in the, in yeah. the natty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 well needed. Uh, your thoughts on that, JT? There, a lot of people. Are, I'm sorry. A lot of people are predicting I'll this morning the Eagles are going to beat yeah, the. Yeah, I'm not which, even going to make it. We're not even going to make it. So if we if we make it, I, I mean that's half the battle right there. But don't you feel like that's motivation for the 49ers though? That everyone is jumping on this Eagles train. It's great. It's it's, it's, right. it's actually I'm happy that everybody's like the Eagles are going to dominate them. I, I agree with like that. They're not going to. I mean, because they're already on the road. Then you have to play. They are a great team, both sides of the ball. But I feel like. With the 49ers not having that many injuries, like they'll be fine, and I know they're going to be able to hit, um, hit the quarterback, so that's fine. But then, I'm only thing I'm nervous about is uh, Jalen Hurts scrambling a little bit. If they okay. can control his scrambling, I think they beat him by seven to ten, because the Eagles can't stop. I mean, they're better, but they can't stop the run. That's that's what the, the 49ers do. They can run with multiple people, mm. have multiple positions. Mm. Their corners are real good. But I think our receivers are good enough to play with them. You have a potential. I mean, he's not all pro this year because of injury, but like Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk is a beast. One of the best rosters in the NFL. And they're soft in the middle. So, like, they don't have, like, a Fred Warner, um, Dre Greenlaw in the middle like how we have. And I think we're going to turn up in the middle of the field. If you can't protect the middle of the field, like the Bengals, they have better linebackers than the Eagles. I think we can tear up inside the numbers. So okay. we do that, protect him. But they do have a great front four. They have a rotation that's a monster. Yeah. Um, we can protect the quarterback. I think we win. But it's going to be a, a hell of a game, though. But I'm not calling for a blowout. But I feel real confident because they're kind of throwing dirt on us already. Okay. Yeah. Not going to drop an interception this year? 
I hope. He, 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 he um, actually isn't on the team anymore because. Yeah, that was terrible. It was a punt. It was a punt. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, I'd be mad at my son dropping that. Like, I'd be like, dude, you got to walk home. <laughs> well, two confident folks in their teams right here. Russ definitely confident, JT confident. So we'll we'll see what happens today. So let's go ahead and uh, get into today's uh, episode. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. And we want to remind all Bearcat fans out there to visit Meals Pizzeria at 2634 Short Vine before and after all Bearcat football and basketball games. Get there early because the place is packed on Bearcat game days. Thanks to Kelly and Richard Meals for the support of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast. The Big O segment is sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. Now, I want to kind of get into the relationship here. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about how we met. Hmm. Yeah. um, So my wife and I were looking for sponsor opportunities and unique and different sponsor opportunities. And I saw that you had tweeted something about the uh, uh, needing sponsors. So... I reached out to you and said, hey, I'd be very interested in sponsoring some of the things that you're doing. Um, And you replied back, we met up, and I think instantly, um, I just think, you know, our our connection, our relationship from from that day has been spot on. Like, you've been consistent from that day. And so I appreciate that about you, and I appreciate, you know, that turning into a friendship, right? And so... Um, but I also want to support what you're doing. And so it, it was important to us that we support um, you in, the, in, in your endeavors, but also it also helps us in getting our name out and, and letting people know what we have to offer. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and the, the, the original meeting, you and I met up, we were corresponding a lot. And then I'm in Anisha. And I don't know if you remember this, but the one time that we all went to dinner, we had dinner at, at Mio's, uh, we talked about, you and I both have a love for murder mysteries. <laughs> yes. Remember that? Yes, yes, yes. That's how we connected. Yes, yes. You know, because I'm trying to connect with you on the sports, but you, you really want to fill in my takes. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> filling your takes. <laughs> no, but yeah, I'm, I'm really big on Dateline. I have friends who, who talk about me because of it, but... We watch murder mystery since I was in elementary school, so we connected there. <laughs> oh, I, I, and I love them, and, and and I love too. Like the one thing is, you see husband and wives situations where um, how how they connect, and you guys connect because you are two totally different people with different styles, but yet it's like that puzzle piece. You're two different pieces, but you connect to make the picture. And I think that is a, that's a cool, unique relationship. And Anisha's smiling while I say this. <laughs> um, now, let me, let me say this, that um, our connection, Russ, originally was um, my other podcast, um, the Bearcat Basketball Podcast with the interview series. You like when I say the? So that the came from my friend does an Ohio State podcast. Okay, I figured that's what it was. Yeah, and he started it the, his podcast. When I said when I start mine, I'm gonna say the because it drives me nuts when Ohio State people like say the like you're the best. I'm like no 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 the Bearcats. So that's how that came about. But then you know we kind of uh, built a friendship through that, and that kind of led us um, to where we are you know today. And and the crazy thing is um, so 
we end up, a bunch of us end up going to, you, you included Russ, mm -hmm. uh, we go to Camp Higher Ground yep. before the Bearcat basketball season. And um, Neil was there. Yes. Neil, you remember that? You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, most definitely. I think it was family day of uh, this past Camp Higher Ground. So Luke Fickle's last season here at the University of Cincinnati. Uh, we all met up on, I think that was a late July. Mm -hmm. It was a hot day. and uh, Hot. It was like a Saturday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like a Saturday, early morning. And no water to be found anywhere. <laughs> Yo, wait a minute, hold on. Let me, I'm glad you brought that up. So, no, next year, when I go to Camp Higher Ground, I'm going to have a whole trunk full of water. I'm selling water out the trunk. I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be a millionaire. Russ, will you tell them about, there's no, there was no water to be found, JT. Yeah. Russ. Yeah, there, you, literally, there were, we were, Hot and thirsty, and we're like, uh, there's no concession stand service, no oh, yeah. water, and nothing is no like, water fountain, nothing. And so we're like, and luckily enough, one of the uh, your friends had a case of water in his car. Lucky, and we're like, man, thank God, because that day, like you said, I will have a trunk load full of water. $20, Name your price because you'll be rich. You'll be rich. Well, well, funny story. So he's talking about my buddy Seth Coyle, one of my best friends yeah. since high school. So we're there. We're burning up the whole time. And, and then um, so so we're off in these little pockets kind of talking, you know, yeah. during Camp Higher Ground. So for whatever reason, we kind of all kind of uh, came back together. And Seth was like, uh, hey, I'm going to um, – Go to my car and get some water. Anybody need any? And we're like, what? Like this whole time you've had water? Like we're 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 not, it was like we we're on Gilligan's Island. Like so, so he goes to my he goes to his car and he has to walk through like everything at Camp Higher Ground, right? So he's walking back to us and people are staring him down like. Where'd you get that water? <laughs> like people, like their lips are dry. Like, where'd you get that water, sir? Like he's like, man, what's going on here? Like, man, that water is a premium. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a fun day. But sorry, Neil, go ahead. Yeah, so back to that day, uh, we all met up after we did our interviews with Coach Fickle. Alex introduced me to Russ, and we sat there and talked for about what was it, fifteen, twenty minutes, roughly, and mm -hmm. that's how this podcast came about. And it was an awesome time, and we loved where the conversations went, so we're just very happy that Russell and his wife, Anisha, took the time to sponsor us, and we're thankful for everything they've had to do with this podcast. Absolutely. And, and, and JT, if you want to talk about um, how this podcast actually came together. Yeah, man. Look, we just kind of, look, we, well, all right, we'll go from the beginning. So we'll go from the beginning, for anybody that's been following along with the podcast, with the site, whatnot, um, Meech. After every game, Neil's tagging along now, but normally I do like a quick vlog, talk about the basketball game, football game, yada, yada, yada. So, um, I had, you know, you had started your podcast already. So I'm like, Meech, you want to come in, join the vlog or whatnot? So, you know, he's like, all right, next time I got you, right? So then he comes in there. We, I'm like, a couple minutes. So we, I think we planned on talking for like two minutes. We talked for like 10 minutes on there. So, yep. and then after that, I like, all right. JT, when you're here, let me know. I'll jump in with it, with you or whatever. So, boom, we started doing that consistently. Boom. He was on my pod once or twice, maybe twice. Yep. I think I was on your pod twice. Yep. Neil started jumping in and doing the recruiting thing on the, on the pod. And um, we were like, man, we need to need to do something. So then we were like, man, I got an idea, pitched it. Like, man, it makes sense. Like, nobody's doing it. Let's try it. And then we just been rolling. So it's been pretty cool. But it's, it started from us doing – 
like vlogs probably like once a week almost when the Bearcats were in town and then we just kind of picked it up from there. And I, and I think one thing for me being in the world of youth basketball, I, I see like I work with young people and I always see the potential of, of working with young people and um, not to call you guys young people, but in I think in the industry of journalism, you guys are young and, and kind of newer and you know when you've got guys that have been around for like I mean Dan Horde's been around for 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 a long time and I saw your grind Neil you introduced yourself to me at a UC Bearcat practice um just seeing you guys work together you know I said to myself man we got to do something you know together because I I love the potential of of where things could go so like you said um I, I think the cool thing about this is Dan Horde and, and Terry Nelson do a great job with their pregame yeah. show, but it's, you know, 30 minutes prior to the Bearcat game, and most people tell me they're either walking to the game, they're at dinner in Clifton, yeah. and they don't get to hear Terry and Dan's pregame. So some people, a lot of Bearcat fans, are just kind of walking into the games without knowing a lot about what they're going to see. Maybe they do their own research, but... Um, so I said, man, if we put something out that really previews it, we could, we could kind of hit a home run with this. Yeah. And I, I believe we've, we've done that. And when talking to, to Rush and Anisha about this concept, I think right from the, from the pardon the pun, but right from the tip, uh, <laughs> Russ was like, I, I love the idea when I pitched it to you mm-hmm. at Camp Higher Ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, and you and want- so, yeah, um. For me, it was a no-brainer because um, my love for, for UC sports um, and having the ability, one of our target markets is the um, athletes after their playing career. Um, so that was a great segue for what we're doing and it could hit multiple angles, um, if you will. Um, so and, and the fact that I'm supporting all of you guys as well. And so that, with all of those factors, it, it was a no-brainer. It, it was a very easy decision. The Big O segment is sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. And, and the other thing too, Anisha, I wanna, I wanna bring you in on this, but so every year, um, well, a couple times a year, I go and speak to the Bearcat student athletes. So um, I've always felt it was important to give back, especially those athletes I think that are going through a lot and need to hear somebody outside of the building from the lender setter uh, Nipper, Fifth Third Arena, they, they need to hear another voice, maybe somebody that's experienced what they're going through. Mm-hmm. So when, when, when you see the athletic department approach me about coming back and being one of several people that come and speak to the student athletes, I was all over it. So I did my first one, gosh, I don't remember what year it was, 2017 or whatever. And I did it, it was like, I mean, there might've been like 75 players there between football, um, men's and women's basketball, some baseball. And, oh my God, it was like a huge hit. Like, I didn't know what to expect, but I just kind of told stories. I, you know, I did my thing and it was, and she was like, we need you back every year. Matter of fact, we need you three or four times a year now. So they, they will email me. And then the last one I did, um, they asked me, Carrie asked me at UC to come back and speak to a small group and it was a little bit more of a private setting which i've only done a couple of those and then when i was going to do that that's when i reached out to russ and anish and i said hey i'm going 
would love for you to come along and you and I, I think you guys have seen I've done that before and asked about it and uh, brought you guys along and, and it added value to my speech to these student athletes um, because I think like Josh Wiley was in there and he's a senior going out and getting ready to be a pro but you guys threw in some some tidbits of knowledge too that I think is uh, is great and I, I believe hopefully you guys are creating a connection with the with the Bearcats athletic program. You want to say anything? Lisa? Yeah, we actually just had a uh, conversation with um, UC Athletics. Uh, we were talking to uh, Chad Allen specifically and uh, uh, some contacts that he has around the NIL and you know how do we help these students realize what their responsibilities are regarding you know those opportunities and um and so you know that connection came from us connecting with Meacham to go ahead and uh, to support the athletes so you know there's there's just a lot of opportunities for the athletes and you know to your point they need other you know other voices other than what they're used to hearing on a daily basis and to be able to see you know it's not just about the theory that you hear in school or, you know, opportunities that some people may not understand the depths of and to have other people come in to be able to have uh, deeper conversations so that they can, you know, have have their careers aligned with what they really want. Yeah. And see see other, you know, avenues also. Yeah. And I, and I thought it was great to get you guys connected because Carrie had said to me, if you ever know of anyone that you think would be good to come in that's outside of our our community that would be great and boom you 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 guys were the and I thought that was just a great way to get you guys to bring you in and and then impromptu yeah. spit some knowledge to those to it those guys it was great and it was really nice to see the students really you know absorb what you were saying and yeah. really into the conversation and just really you know I, I think they took well to us you know being able to uh, share some words after you know after your speech and or and, and storytelling and so I think it was just I think it was just an overall great opportunity and you know just to kind of see them being a sponge mm -hmm. and so, like you said several of the players uh, came up and talked to you guys after I think John Newman mm -hmm. um, Abdul yep. um, there were a couple other guys I can't remember who else it was a, one of the grad students and um, and I'm, I, his name escapes me right now. Yeah, there were a couple of folks that, that, that came up. I was, and I, I was off to the side. I think I talked to Wiley for a little bit and somebody else. And I look over and you guys are holding court. And I was like, well, let me <laughs> let me stay out the way. Let me let you guys do that. But it, it, real quick, just to take it back to another thing. We were just talking about Camp Higher Ground. Well, obviously, Luke Fickle has moved on to Wisconsin. We have a new coach in Coach Satterfield. Um, just to kind of get you know thoughts on, on Luke Fickle. Um, not being the leader of the Bearcat program and Satterfield now leading this charge. Um, a lot of recruiting's being, you know, uh, being done right now. I know there's a lot of different athletes out there on Twitter that say they're committed or looking at UC and he's put together his staff. Um, Neil, since you are so good with researching, recruiting and know all that, your thoughts on how Satterfield's doing thus far? Yeah, I think Coach Satterfield's doing a great job. Honestly, I know uh, when he came from Louisville, people, it was just an unfortunate time. It was a strange time uh, playing both teams, playing against each other in the bowl game. But ever since Coach Satterfield has came to the universe, uh, University of Cincinnati, he's just been straight on, get to work, get to work, get to work. And from sitting in press conferences with him, Tom Manning, new DC, Brian Brown, everything you have been able to take in from what they have been saying, 
there's no reason to not be excited for what's going to go down in Clifton. I know it's tough seeing Luke Fickle, the winningest coach in program history, move on to Wisconsin, but the future's now in Coach Satterfield, and I love what he's doing recruiting. Uh, Recruiting-wise, he knows how to use NIL, which is a big uh, extreme nowadays. Huge. <laughs> now, Huge. Nowadays in college football, so he knows how to use the NIL, and we've seen that in the past. Um, he has a great track record at Louisville. I believe he had seven and five season this year. Uh, well, eight and five after beating us in the bowl game. Uh, seven of those wins. Oh, no, we're not going to count that. We're not going to. Neither coach those, was there. <laughs> that that was that was a scrimmage. Seven of those wins came of teams over five hundred. He was the only coach to have, I believe, seven or more wins over five or more wins. I think numbers right. Five more, five or more wins over teams that had seven or more wins on the season. Mm-hmm. So. Overall, I think Coach Satterfield's doing a great job, and I'm very excited to see what he's building up there in Clifton. Yeah. Uh, JT? Yeah, man. Uh, I'm excited as well. At first, I was kind of like on the fence. I'm not going to lie. I'll just put that on the record. No, many fans were yeah, in that on same the boat. Fence because the thing is, like, when, when you're got your ear to the street and everything, like, he wasn't a name that we heard at no. all, right? So, no. Like, I heard, like, mass names, his name never came up. So, like, in my head, I'm like, okay, these three guys, mm-hmm. and then we'll see what happens. It's a coin flip. So, like, I'm selling myself on these guys, mm-hmm. and then I wake up in the morning, and I get this text, like, hey, Satterfield from Louisville, the guy, and I'm like, what? Wait, what? You know? <laughs> and I'm like, I just got told this. And, like, and I'm telling people, like, yeah. that I'm cool with that I don't, that I trust won't, like, spill the beans. Like, you need to cut I'm, them off, JT. They yeah, lied to you. They <laughs> lied. They lied. No, I think, they, I think they told the truth, though. But, like, people were kind of like, I won't say what. I'll take that off the record. All but, right. um, <laughs> but long story short, I had, like, some good information, right? Okay. So, and it was like, it's not who you think it is. It's not going to be a person you think it is. It's blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I got, like, these two people. And I'm like, I find out why X, Y, Z didn't work. And I'm like, okay. All right, good, good. So then I hear Satterfoot. I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. Like, so, but the thing that kind of made me nervous at first was, like, everybody that I knew that was a Louisville fan was, like. They were know, off of They were, it. like. They were off. Kinda, you yeah. have them. And I'm like. I don't know, because I kind of, I'm like, I, I don't want to lose Fickle. He's gone, but, I mean, we got to deal with it. But, you can, I mean, if he said he want to come back, I think I'd be one of the first people to say, come on back. Um, so that made me a little apprehensive. But at the end of the day, after seeing what he's went through, um, helping Appalachian State go from D2 to D1, that's something that's huge, especially with the Bearcats about to go to the Big 12. This is a new journey. It's not the AAC no more. No disrespect to the AAC, but it's a hell of a lot more competition in the Big 12. Bearcats, um, uh, not academics, but the actual um, athletics are getting a big influx of money. And he's using it in a real good way. I think he's getting more scouting, stuff like that. I think that's cutting edge. Took less money, but he still kept the money for the, for like the assistants, other stuff like that. So I thought that was real smart. So he seems like he's real serious about winning. And then he kept Kerry Combs and Walt, Walt Stewart. So I thought those were two huge things. Kerry Combs is Cincinnati, mm-hmm. um, knows all about this area. You got Walt Stewart who graduated, um, probably one of the highest sack guys, uh, if, you, if you look at it, maybe top 10 in that range. But long story short, real respected, young defensive uh, line coach. He knows about recruiting this area, knows about the area. So I think that was super smart because 
Um, if you can, if you're not like even without fickle, if you're not recruiting this area, this 300 mile radius, no question. it's hard. I mean, mm-hmm. you want people from Georgia and Florida and all that good stuff, but if you're not getting Ohio, controlling Ohio, getting in, a few Indiana kids, getting yeah. Michigan, you're not gonna win. Yeah, just think about like when Iowa State made that big surge, they were plucking Ohio like nobody's yeah. business. Yeah. Michigan State made it to the um, college football playoff. They were living in Ohio. Like, yeah. it was like Ohio State and Michigan State were like yeah. all about Ohio. So with that, and it's just even with UK actually being a legit football program, just think about it 10 years ago. People were like, UK basketball, yeah. it's still UK basketball per se, but everybody's like, UK football. Like, yeah, they made tracks. A right? bunch of Ohio kids. Of yeah. Ohio, you look at their roster, they got a lot of Ohio kids. So if you're not taking care of home, then you're in, but I like what he's doing. So he's already yeah. recruiting, re, re-offering kids around this area. So I have nothing but positive stuff to say. And I was apprehensive. Like I'm, I was the guy like on the teeter in the fence. Like one day I was like, I like it. One day I was like, I don't know. Well, you know, you know, sometimes if you look at companies, you might have a CEO who's at one company and maybe he or she's not doing great at that company, and then goes to a different company and excels. Sometimes it's environment. Sometimes it's what you're selling. If you look at Louisville's athletic department, as much money as they have, mm-hmm. look at their basketball program. Look at their football. Like, things are not yeah. – and that's a, that's a school with top two money in the country. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's environment. So maybe this environment for Satterfield, um, he'll excel in that. So but that, that leads me to say this, and I want to bring you in, Russ. So, you know, Fickle had – he, he had this thing rolling, mm. right? And you look at this crop of uh, seniors mm-hmm. that are moving on, guys that are get, getting into the, uh, the NFL draft. This is, this is definitely a class, well, the last two class with, with Dez and Sauce and Alec and all those guys. These couple classes are, are some of the most popular Bearcats and most successful ever. Mm-hmm. So you take all of that out and it's almost like we're starting over mm-hmm. um so uh, being a big bearcat fan i know you go to bearcat football games mm-hmm. your thoughts on satterfield and the future of uh, uc football well what neil and jt said was spot on was spot on um i, I don't even think it was a fence for me i had no clue about Satterfield. <laughs> like i was just like who what what and so as a layman fan i'm like oh, i don't know about this cat right and i thought i was very surprised fickle went to wisconsin i thought of any big 10 job it would not be wisconsin okay? right i thought he was holding out for all this day but the more i look into satterfield and see what the rec- he's recruiting and the things he's done he took over uh, a team in louisville which was you know they they had the you know penalties and sanctions and so he took yeah. off a bad team anyway and so but what he did at App State, you can't, right. you can't deny it. And then hearing that he was the second choice when Luke originally got the job, right? Is they were thinking if, if it wasn't Luke, it would have been Satterfield. So he was high on the, the the food chain. So to me, if he can come in and, and do half of what Luke did and continue to take this, transcend this program beyond what we've done in the AAC and make it a powerhouse in, in the Big 12, I'm, I'm all for it, man. So... Um, I think I think it's a good hire. I really do. I mean, my 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 personal choice would have been Dion, but I knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. So <laughs> that wasn't, wasn't, happen. wasn't happening. I know that wasn't that Colorado deal was done. Yeah, it was and done. So, yeah. but I only did that from selfish reasons because I know yeah. 
he's a heck of a recruiter. Yeah. And I knew he would get kids to come to Cincinnati and play. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For and sure. So, 100%. Yeah. And, I, and that's paying true for Colorado. Now, you've got kids coming out of the woodworks trying to go to Colorado. Yeah. No question. And, and I, I had tweeted out, because I had some information. As you guys know, I tweeted out, there's no way Dion's coming here. It's not a yes. good fit for a lot of reasons. I think I, I, I couldn't say what I wanted to say, but I think some Bearcat fans twisted what I was saying, where I, I think the Colorado deal was, was, was a done deal. There were a lot of things for him in place mm -hmm. there. Like, it, 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 you have to look at it like this. If he's leaving a, a great situation, um, or you know, I'm not sure great, but good situation at the HBCU to go somewhere, something's already in motion, mm -hmm. right? So the Colorado thing, I think, was in motion. And I think there were a lot of things for Dion that didn't check the box at UC. I don't think it was necessarily UC. It was just some things just didn't check the box for him, and it just wasn't a good fit at that at time. Do I think he would do a great job? Absolutely. It just wasn't a, a, a good fit at the time. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I think uh, a lot of Bearcat fans will, will be there game one supporting the football mm -hmm. team. And, oh, yeah, for sure. You know, it's an interesting time in UC Athletics with Wes Miller, new coach, yeah. Satterfield, new coach, and, and, you know, hopefully things on the, uh, on the up and up. The Big O segment is sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. For friendly expert tax advice, whenever you need it, come to Donahue Accounting Services, a leading accounting firm in Cincinnati, Ohio. Our top-notch accountants strive to help you resolve all your financial and tax issues. Call Donahue Accounting Services today for a free consultation at 513-528-3982 or visit online donahueaccountingservice.com. And again, I want to thank you guys for your support and sponsorship um, of the podcast without you guys. You guys really kind of, and they can attest to this one, when we sat down and we were talking about doing this podcast and not to, you know, I don't want this to come across the long way, but it does take a lot to get these things done. Um, prep work, we do this, we do these podcasts sometimes at 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, time away from JT's family. Neil's just getting off work. He's hustling to get home. Same for me. And it does take a lot. So when we were putting this together, we said, well, we want to give the Bearcat fans good content, but you know, we've got to get some sponsors aboard. So when we were putting that together, you guys really got the engine going with this, with this whole thing. And once you guys came in place, then we started getting people and we, we had to stop. We just tell, we just had, we didn't have any more space and we wanted to be fair to you all in terms of, you know, you know, giving you the shout outs, Neil. Or, I'm sorry, JT. Oh, yeah, Neil. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most no. definitely. I think uh, overall, with Russell and Anisha coming on, it really, as Alex mentioned, it really got the train going. And we were just very thankful and blessed to have this opportunity. And we enjoy working with you guys. And we we're very excited for what we have been able to do this season. And hopefully, we look forward to bringing it uh, more for another season, potentially. Yeah, for sure. So, like with me, I normally. Like late night works for me as well, but then some days you're like chilling with your wife, chilling. And she's like, You gotta do what again? Like, yeah, I gotta do it. Like it ain't it's like it's just not me. She's like, Alright. And I'm like, otherwise like if it was just my pie, she'd be like, Man, you need to just chill, we watching this movie. But um I'm like, it, it makes it cool though. Like I appreciate you guys, you know, coming aboard. Cause like, you know, she's like, Oh yeah, you know, it's that one with everybody, like, oh yeah, they you do you guys do have some sponsors. I'm like, yeah, they, they looked out. So um, it makes it a lot easier to be like, all right, let's get this thing knocked out. Yeah. Stay consistent. So um, 
And the Bearcats have a lot of games, man. It was like a million tournaments. And the thing is, like, when we looked at the schedule, we were like, okay, we're going to do this many podcasts. But then there's times where we're like, didn't we just, like, record one yeah. yesterday? It's like, man, blah, 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 yeah, blah. like, boom, 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 boom. So that's but it's fun. It's like, cool. No, I, that's great, though. It's great. Yeah, I love it. Because now we're, like, in a rhythm. Like, the thing is, like, no we're, question. like, in a super rhythm now. So it's cool. At first, we're, like, finding our way. Now I feel like we're, like, Running a long distance marathon, but we got some good breathing techniques now. You know what I no mean? No question. Because like then, with uh, with all the basketball games, like even with you, Meech, um, to pass it back to you, you know, we got you going to like a million high school basketball games, and mm-hmm. then I'm like at all these middle school and little kid games and yep. soccer and all this stuff. So like when they have Saturday and Sunday games, we're like the first one kind of caught us off guard. Yeah. We're like, yeah. oh snap! Yeah, like, it's a Saturday. Like when we going when we gonna record this? And yeah. We, we all recorded to. super early one time. Yeah, but yeah, we did. That's but, right. But then the one game, it was like, man, they haven't played their last opponent. We need to see what's going on. So we we, we did it early and knocked it out. But we, we had to roll on the fly on that one. I think you're right. We we finally we've we've got that rhythm down. We know you know how we want this to flow out, which is which is great. Yeah. Um, and then you never know each podcast which uh, look Neil's going to have between <laughs> one one time we'll have a beard. <laughs> Another time he'll be clean shaven like he is today, or he'll have the George Clooney look with the with the oh, yeah, shaggy. Yeah, yeah. So he, you know, he's out hunting the ladies. Though. That when he's got that, it's like something something's going on either before or after the podcast. I don't know what that is, but sorry, Neil. We're always messing with you. We got to mess with the youngest guy on there. We gotta get some. We gotta get Neil some kicks, man. That's what we still talking about. So anybody wants to get Neil, what size do you wear, Neil? Nine and a half. <laughs> get him some J's. Get him something. Get him something. We gotta get him. Get his first pair, man. Send it to him. Like, I'm not a fan of the Adidas no more. He still likes Adidas. So get him some like James Hardens. Um, we got we got to start Dame, them all slow. You Dame can't. Dillard, you know, Damian Lillard. My man, get him some some Dames. Some uh, spiders or something. Yeah, get one of those first, y'all. Those are like pretty good price point too. Nine and a half. Look out for them. <laughs> we'll get we'll get them taken care of. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. The Kenyan segment is sponsored by Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota. Let's talk about Taxley. Um, for those Bearcat fans out there that don't know enough about Taxley, um, if you guys want to talk a little bit about what do you guys do? What service do you provide? So, yeah. So, yeah, this is where you come in, Anisha, so and just knock I it out. Yes. You hit the home run. <laughs> so, so, uh, so actually, it started off as a uh, tax consulting firm. And so for 14 years, we uh, primarily represented companies and individuals who have problems with the IRS. And uh, last year, we officially transitioned into workforce development. So now we're really just, um, we, we, pro- we provide the first ever career training and apprenticeship program in tax law and consulting. So a lot of times people think uh, to be in this world, in this space, in their, in their career, they have to be a CPA or an attorney. And so we're really just cutting out a lot of that uh, school time and expense of uh, getting a CPA education or attorney education so that people can really focus on a career in tax law. Um, doing that, we are focused on people understanding um, what it takes to be a successful enrolled agent. And so a lot of times people don't know what an enrolled agent is, but enrolled agents hold the highest credential that the federal government gives tax professionals. 
And so there, the, the barrier to entry is low. You just need to be 18 uh, and you have to uh, either work for the IRS for so many years, but the easier, easier way is to pass an exam. So through our program, we, teach, we prepare people to have careers in this space opposed to just prepare people for an exam. But as a part of preparing for a career, you are also preparing for the exam. We're uh, building relationships with tax firms, law firms, accounting firms, and even industry and government um, 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 agencies to help our students have careers in this space and do on-the-job training, paid on-the-job training uh, through this program. So it's a true apprenticeship um, and where that means you have you know, paid on the job training, plus you have the education piece, so that instead of going to college for five to seven to nine years and going through that process, you can get through with our program within a year to three years. So what's your kind of the pocket age-wise of like your, your the most students or whatever we call them, students? Yes. Yeah. So, so when we think about, you know, who are we serving? Um, so again, anyone 18 and up can be in the program, but when we think about who we're specifically going after to serve, we are talking vocation-minded high school graduates, so that 18 to 20 year old or maybe older. Then we're also talking uh, people who are business or accounting majors, and they're looking for, you know, do I want to go, you know, CPA route? Do I want to go a different route? Do I want to enhance my degree? Um, and whether it's a two-year or a four-year degree. Uh, we're also targeting military spouses and veterans. So when you have an enrolled agent license, it's a federal licensure. So it, you don't have the state restrictions as a CPA or an attorney or a realtor, people like that. So it's a, it's a license that can travel with you. And so that's why it's very important for, you know, it's, it's flexible, but it's important for military spouses because they often have to lose their job or you know when they relocate and or when they go out of the country so this is something they could take and then as russ said earlier um our our fourth kind of major kind of target are athletes and so a lot of times when people get done with their athletic career mm -hmm. you know they're like okay what do i do next and for so many of them kind of like that you spent so much of your time becoming great at that thing that you do and putting in that work ethic and so you know, we want to be able to have a career for athletes to transition that dedication and hard work and, and service and all those things that they've learned to do into this career field. Um, I know, you know, I hear of a lot of athletes kind of go from athletics to maybe insurance or real estate. Mm -hmm. So this is a, a, a great opportunity for them to consider. And they can even stay in sports from the standpoint of, you know, how many athletes are coming into millions of dollars and mm -hmm. they don't know what to do with it or they don't know what the tax implications are mm -hmm. or, you know, That's going into point. this career field, it's like, yep. how do I help the students who are having NIL opportunities? So, so I'm so glad you said that and you talked about the, the athletes. Um, so one of the young men that I mentored, he unfortunately jumped in the portal, was Drew Donnelly, one of the wide receivers for the Bearcats. And I think he's going to Texas State, Texas State, yeah. Texas State now. Uh, he jumped in the portal. But during his uh, season last year, I was doing some mentoring with him. And um, I think he had the right mind mindset that I think more student-athletes need to have in that 
He's playing. He's he's young. Um, if he develops, does he have a chance to play professionally? Maybe. But he was already thinking of four to five years out. What am I going to do? Even if I make it pro, I need to be in business. Because I, I think about this. I was watching an interview a long time ago, and they were talking about basketball specific. And they were talking about athletes that play basketball in the NBA. The longest NBA career let's say LeBron plays till he's 42. That's still very young yes. to be finished. Yes. 42 yes. years old, mm-hmm. right? So you've got a long life mm-hmm. to live. You've got kids. You can't just sit around, right? Mm-hmm. Most athletes, just their competitive juices won't yes. let them mm-hmm. sit around. We've seen that with Michael Jordan. He couldn't sit around. He got to keep coming back. Roy Jones Jr. keeps coming back, getting knocked out. <laughs> you know, boxing's the wrong sport to keep coming back to. Roy's Roy's Tom Brady this offseason. Thank you, Neil. Right. No, you're not. You know, yes, I am. He was like the first uh, parent-teacher meeting he had. Coach. He was like, "Oh, this is what I'm doing." No, no, I'm good. I'd rather get hit by a three-pound man. <laughs> but no, if you think about it, and you look at the late great, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Um, here, here's a man who, when he retired, he was ready to leave and transition into that next step of business. And he was prepared. He had been preparing this, right? He wasn't a guy, I don't know if you guys think this, but I don't think Kobe was, was if he still lived, was ever going to try to come back to basketball. I think he was set. No. You agree with that, Ross? I would agree with that. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And his competitive juices were now put into the business world. Correct. Right? So I think you guys, just knowing you know, your business a little bit more than, than the average person, that... This is something that student athletes and just even students need to get involved with because you can be a pro, but what's football? Pro life in football is what, a year and a half, two? Three if you're lucky, but let's say you're 25 and your career is going to end at 20, let's say 27. Let's just safe argument, 27. And now you have your whole life ahead of you. Yep. Your work experience until then has been very minimal yeah and so what do you do to transcend that and still have that competitive edge right and still like even if you like in our our situation and and teaching this if you wanted to work with athletes and focus on tax for athletes how many players play overseas what's the tax implication of those players overseas and how does that work yeah and so you could specialize and have a very small niche in, in athletics and work with um, sports agents to be a part of that sports agents team in order to help um, the, your your fellow student athletes um, um, progress in their professional career. So yeah, and and so from a um, you know a student athlete standpoint, college um, UC is definitely a school you guys have, have targeted to mm-hmm. to be involved with, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead, Grace. No, I was going to say, yeah, we, we definitely have. Um, but I guess back to, to your point, you know, uh, about as a career, there are, I mean, we've seen, you know, not only do we watch crime, you know, murder mysteries, but we also watch like American Greed, right? So, yeah, right. Yeah. That's like my favorite That's, that, is, that is a good show. So, I mean. Whoever hosts that, the voice yeah, just gets yeah, you, right? Yeah, gets you. yeah. So, I mean, just taking advantage of because they don't understand money and then one of the number one rules around money that we all are subject to 
are our tax laws. Yeah. So, you know, when you can help not only, you know, other people, but yourself navigate, you know, mm-hmm. finances and don't just leave it up to other people. So like with this, it's like, even if you don't become a tax professional per se, but you, you know, go through our program and, you know, you're like, okay, this is something you can always use it for your personal, you know, growth. And so, um, when we talk about, um, you know, the, 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 the newness of NIL for these athletes and, and what that really means. And we come into maybe I never had money before and I don't know what it really looks like. And so mm-hmm. now I get it and I'm about to spend it on everybody. And it's kind of like, no, you need somebody who can really kind of wrap their arms around you and say, this is really how this works. All that money is not yours. One. <laughs> <laughs> Two, I got a good story behind that, but go ahead. Right. And then, and then two, it's like, you know, how do you, and, and not listening to Instagram or TikTokers because they're not going to be there when you have to deal with the IRS. Because like yep. I said, we <laughs> represent companies and individuals who have problems. So they've owed thousands to millions. They've been audited. They've had those problems. So we know, you know, what it looks like to be on the other side of a tax problem. So you don't want to listen to people who don't, who are not going to be there for you, who don't understand. So when you can start getting in this career field and start understanding what this means, you can be the person who's now helping the athletes or who's now helping that business owner who, you know, if you don't have business savvy and financial savvy, you know, that, that ability to leave that legacy that a lot of athletes would like to uh, leave becomes compromised. The Kenyon segment is sponsored by Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota. So, Anisha, to your point, um, I'm not going to name this person, but I'll tell you, I had a friend of mine who um, still actually still playing in the NBA. But when he first got to the NBA, um, he was fortunate enough to go to a team that was really good, making the playoffs every year. And he was coming off the bench playing pretty good minutes. Okay, And then there was an injury to the team, and he actually was thrust into the starting role. Okay, So he's starting on a playoff team. He is living check to check. So what happened was you look at his contract, right? Because when he got drafted, they weren't sure how he was going to do. So he didn't have like the, the contracts like some of the top guys have, but he had a decent contract. But and, and this is him telling me the whole story. So when you slice the pie of that actual NBA check, this money goes to this person, this money goes to this person. this but, And it got down to the point he and his fiance were living in a hotel room. My man is starting in the playoffs in the NBA, and all he can afford to do is live in a hotel room, check to check. So now, now he's in a great position. Mm-hmm. You know, now he's been in the NBA for a while. He's mm-hmm. got that, you know, what they call that second contract and all that. But like when he told me that, I'm like, I. I he told me that after things were in in, in good position, right. but I'm like, man, there, there's so many things. Like everyone thinks that these. NBA, NFL, mm-hmm. and baseball players are just like, but there's so much more to it yes. that, yeah. that most people don't know. Yeah, and, and and being able to understand what your finances look like and being able to negotiate contracts properly that's gonna be in your best interest and having that you know a support system around you is, is extremely important. So if an athlete goes from being an athlete to going into a career uh, through our tax league program, then they have the opportunity to help their fellow athletes and say, hey, no, this is how, you know, this is how you want to make that money. Maybe you don't want that car that they're going to give you. Maybe you want the cash because you got to pay taxes on the value of that car when you just think it's just a, 
it's maybe just a gift or that's your compensation or whatever the case may be. So then you help, you know, you have now because you understand, you know, what it what it is to be in this space, to have a career in this space allows you to have that upper hand on somebody who just who who's never been there, has never done it and then, you know, especially with so many of us as African Americans, we don't we don't have that foundation. And but we yet we come into all these millions or whatever, mm -hmm. and then like you said, you get to the point to where you're, you know, living out of a hotel room because you didn't understand how to mm -hmm. position yourself. Yeah, he had no idea. Yeah, I mean, he like everyone else sees. Oh, I'm making one point five million. Well, that one point five million is really not one point five right. million yeah. at all. Yeah. At all. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. even. Like not even close. Right? Yeah. So, so if you guys could break down um, how the company started. So so we started, so I left Deloitte in 2008. And um, so at the time I was 27. Young, <laughs> young, in the, young in the game. Yeah. I, had, I had two children, they were eight and five, and it was just us. And uh, no support system, but you know, sometimes you just gotta get out here and do what you gotta do. Yep. And so, you know, I knew corporate wasn't for me from the standpoint of if I was gonna work 80 hours a week, I can do that for myself. And so that was kind of how I kind of just got out there and I needed to be a present parent. So that's really where we started. And, you know, uh, I met Russ about a year after I started the business. And um, and we were really good friends. We met at, uh, at Xavier Centi Center. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you could have left that. <laughs> but there's a happy ending. Right, right, right. Right. All right, all right, all right. We'll, we'll let you finish. We were, we were there supporting a, I mean, a, a city initiative. It just happened to be right. at Xavier. Okay, all right, all right. All right. I thought maybe you were at a Xavier game. No, yeah, no, no, yeah. We were not. No, no. They say you're cheating on us. No, we had a networking event. Okay. It was a networking event that the mayor was putting on in Xavier back in 2009. Yes. And um, and so we met there. Yeah. Um, long story short, <laughs> because you know his networking skills, uh, I, I tease him about it. Essentially, I we met that day. He he calls me six months later, and I'm like, "What kind of networking are you doing?" <laughs> six months. Yes. I was busy. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you know so. We became fast friends after that because, you know, a person could take that the wrong way. Or she they literally could be asked me that. <laughs> they could be upset. Like, said, like this, the, is, this is Russ, and she, was like, and, I, and, and, and she goes, uh, what kind of networking are you doing? Like, wow. you know, six months later. Well, the thing is, so when I said it, it was kind of like, ooh, like I, he, either he has a sense of humor or he doesn't. We're going to see which yeah. way this goes. And so he did. He's like, obviously not very yes. good. Yeah, he's obviously not very well. Yeah, so, so, so we laughed and, you know, so we became fast friends after that. And just, you know, he's just always been a supportive friend. Uh, and so, you know, what about, what about, a, about a year after that mm -hmm. um, um, phone call, mm -hmm. we were good friends. Up at, and then, so about a year after that, he just, you know, wanted to, uh, he, he was, he was, he finally shot his shot. Mm. Oh, I like how you got that. Ah, I like that. I like it. Okay. Here we go. Look, so I'll leave it there. So, uh, but anyway, so the, the company was going, and then when we uh, when we got married, um, you know, I was doing a lot of tax prep and you know accounting kind of work, 
when we got married, I, I went ahead and got my enrolled agent license, mm -hmm. and we just strictly transitioned as of 2012 into uh, resolution work. Mm -hmm. And then again, when we, you know, so about 12, 10 years after that is when we said it's time to really give other people opportunities, right? So, you know, if I, could, if I help 100 people a year resolve a tax problem, and I know that I can make great money doing mm -hmm. that. How much more powerful would it be if I help 100 people get to the point to where they can help 100 people a year? Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the a lot of people came to us from whether it was large law firms or Optima Tax Reliefs or whoever that you hear on the radio. They came to us from those kind of companies uh, and they were like, hey, we're not getting treated the way we need to get treated. So now if we have an opportunity through our, you know, career training and apprenticeship program to be able to teach people how to have careers in this space and not necessarily be an entrepreneur because that's not for everyone, but to go into government, small business and corporate careers and be successful, that's what we want. And we know that, you know, on average, students can, um, you know, entry level make 62000 a year. So, you know, with the cost of going to school for four, five, seven years versus, you know, our program, you know, our students are saving over 80% in time and money uh, going through our program other uh, opposed to going through a traditional, um, you know, CPA programs. I like what you said earlier, you know, taking that leap of faith, right? You were working for someone else. And correct me if I'm wrong, but your, your mindset is I'm putting all this time and effort into bringing more money to somebody else when I could do it on my own, right? That's, that's, that's the mindset. That and, you know, it's, a, it's about freedom, you know, you, especially as a single parent, you have to be in a position where you can take care of your kids and be present. You know, your kids can always see someone working a nine to five, but how often are they going to be able to see someone in their circle who bets on themselves and does something in entrepreneurship? Yeah. Whether they choose to do it or not, at least you can lead by example in that way. Let me just, let me just say this. Uh, as a husband, right, and you see your wife. Um, a risk taker, but calculated risk. Mm. Um, because her belief in herself is amazing because she's good at what she does. Um, I don't believe most people, to include myself, would be working for a corporate company, corporate corporation, uh, or a, corp a corporation, and just be like, yeah, I'm good. I'm gonna do my own thing. Start my own thing, start it haven't already started start it mm -hmm. and built that up <clears throat> that is amazing to me yeah. you know and, and so and where she is today and where she has she has grown um and the work that she has done for her clients her clients love her um one of the things we always talk about is how would how would we want our mom to be treated or you know a family member to be traded if they're going to a company and having this service because yeah. most people that have tax problems they already feel very crappy about the tax problem and they don't need somebody to tell them how crappy they should feel about having this tax problem right right and so she's very nurturing in that that aspect and she gets stuff done it doesn't take years to solve their tax problem it takes her it, it, we try to get it done in less than three months like get you back where you should be in three months that is and that's unheard of in this industry. Like they want to drag it out to get to milk people for as much money as they possibly can. But she's she's amazing at what she does. Like I just had to 
throw that bragging point. Well, with what you just said, um, me running a, a youth basketball program, I always tell people I want to run this program as if that was my son. Mm-hmm. Right? That was my son in a program. How would I want a program run for, for my child? Because in the, the day, you're going to protect mm-hmm. your child more than anybody, mm-hmm. anybody else. So as you say, you know, how would you want your mother treated? Things mm-hmm. like that. You know, um, I love risk takers. Um, you know, and I, and I often think about uh, a friend of mine, and I'm, I'm sure you guys appreciate this this quick story. So, uh, a friend of mine, I didn't know him originally, but uh, he had actually stopped to talk to me one day. I had no idea who he was. He was asking me why I was running. I was on a track running, and I saw I'm preparing for uh, the Flying Pig marathon this was years ago when i when i thought i could run the flying pig marathon which quick i'm talking about the whole thing bro so one of my goals was um and neil you're still young enough if you want to try this but i thought about preparing to run the the entire marathon just do one marathon and just say check it off my bucket list um but my my knee i've had three knee surgeries just a lot of things would i I probably would have had issues after if i did that in the training so decided not to do it but anyway long story short this guy stops me on a track as i'm running and he's like what what are you preparing for just random and i'm like i'm I'm thinking about running the flying pig marathon he goes oh yeah he says i've done it and i said really and he says you need some like tips and stuff he's like i can bring you up some tips I said yeah yeah absolutely so we exchanged information he says I'll come to your office he comes to my office and so this is this is you guys are gonna love the story so he starts giving me tips and just I'm like how many times have you done this and he leans back and he goes I created it (laughs) I said you created the flying pig he says yes and I was like wait 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 (laughs) so like I'm not believing him he goes he said I ran up marathon in portland oregon and i saw a lot of similarities to cincinnati he's like so i came back to cincinnati and i drew this course and i gave it to a lady and i and he said i told her he drew it on a napkin he said make this happen and it turned into the flying pig marathon he said he still has that napkin um uh, in a frame Mm. And so he decided to become the sponsor of it. But the reason I'm telling you this story is because, so he and I then became really good friends. Well, he worked for a company. He left the company, kind of very similar to what Anisha just described, started his own thing, had a small little office, then had a little bit of a bigger office um, downtown near the old Channel 9 building. And fast forward to today, Paycor. So the main sponsor of the old Paul Brown Stadium, my friend started that company from ground zero. He's the guy who stopped me when I was running. His name's Bob Coughlin. He's the CEO. He started Paycor, and now I called him when that Paycor deal went down. I was like, he, I called him. He's like, I know why you call me. He's like, so what do you want to know? I was like, I got to know all the finances and everything. But, but. I think about like what you say inspires me, um, what he's done, you know, inspires me. And I think, I mean, it's great for like student athletes to hear those, hear those mm-hmm. stories. Cause some I mean, student athletes in it, they are taking a leap of faith too. Oh man. Right. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I say one of the, um, one of my old coaches <laughs> said that, uh, anytime you hold on to the trunk of the tree, you can never get to the fruit. You got to get on, on that limb. 
mm. to get to the fruit. So um, I like that. Got to get out on that ledge. Take you know, take the leap of faith and bet on yourself, man. I think too many times we're scared to bet on ourselves, um, especially you know, she's got two little ones at the time um, and bet on herself and said, yeah, I know I can do this. I can do this better than. Then uh, I even probably think I can do it, but so mm -hmm. um, yeah. So just got to get out on the land to get to the fruit. Yeah, Neil, you absorbing this? Yeah. Neil's yeah. like in a day. He's in a day. He's like, <laughs> I'm gonna take over the world next week. <laughs> <laughs> you see that look, JT? He's like, mm. <laughs> the Kenyan segment was sponsored by Greg Hood and Beachmont Toyota. Come see fellow Bearcat Greg Hood and Beachmont Toyota for all your Toyota needs: cars, trucks, and SUVs. Greg Hood and Beachmont Toyota is ready to help you get into your new Toyota. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. The Twyman segment is sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. Um, now let's jump back into a little bit of Bearcat talk here. Um, Russ, what made you a Bearcat fan? Because you're originally from the Dayton area. Well, well, long story, long story short. Um, my father was in the Air Force, so moved up around from Minot, North Dakota to San Vito, Italy, Seoul, South Korea. I was going to high school in, in Korea when my dad said, hey, we're going to Ohio. I was the big man on campus at my school. I played all sports, living the, living the life of luxury. Wait a, minute, wait, wait a minute, when you say big man on campus, can you, what, what does that mean? Bruh, you were like I was a freshman <laughs> going into my sophomore year when my dad said, and I played varsity, everything. I was the guy that everybody knew to try to hang out with. Like, I was the guy. Okay. That guy. Right. I was do, that do, guy. Do we, are there stats on the internet about your... Um, no, no. <laughs> I mean, a, there is a Hall of Fame. No. But, uh, <laughs> just a little thing called Okay. But okay. so, um, and, I, and I, you know, me, uh, I said, you know, Dad, I know the Air Force has a waiver for everything. Um, how about I stay here and catch up with you guys in Ohio once I graduate? You didn't go for that. That was an honest conversation I had with yeah, my father. Yeah. And so I get back to Ohio. Now, living in Korea was amazing from the standpoint of you could take a magazine cover at the time, GQ magazine, show a tailor an outfit. And you say, I want this outfit. He'd say, I have it ready for you by the end of the week, $20. From head to toe to include the shoes, $20. Wow. So when I got to, to, the, to the States, um, I didn't have any jeans. All I had was suits because at the time, Morris Day at the time was big. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I was in zoot suits. Wait, 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 wait. Sometimes when we do this, we, we got to check We got to check in on Neil real yeah. quick. So do you know who Morris Day in the time is? Oh, you got to look it up. Uh, yeah. 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 So, so you have well, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, I, my hair was, because most people knew me from that era from having long hair. Like I had Hair, like hair down to, oh, to yeah. the middle of my back. Wow! Like, and so the elder barge. Yeah, huh? that's the, they clown me. But yes. And so when I got here, I had an overcoat on, suit, first day of school. I had my my uh, Stacy. I had Playboy shoes with a Playboy bunny on them. Like I was suited. <laughs> so you were the man. I was. <laughs> you, like, you I were. came into school as a sophomore. That's how I went into school. Because at, at when I was in Korea, that's how I dressed. Wow. So he was like. Wow. And so my friends to this day is like, uh, what class do you teach? I was like, I'm a student. <laughs> like, oh no, we don't dress like that. No, <laughs> we don't do that. So I went to my, that day I went to my mom was like, mom, I gotta get some jeans because I don't have any jeans. Like, she's good. But uh, 
how I became a Bearcat fan, I know I went on a long tangent, but anyway. Yeah, I don't know how you're going to so, get from that outfit yeah, to the yeah, Bearcat. So, 85, when I got here in 85, everybody was Ohio State. Ohio State, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, I can't go with everybody. Um, I got to go against the grain. So, um, my um, my dad, his grand, well, no, my dad's parents lived in Cincinnati. Uh, my stepdad, his parents lived in Cincinnati. And so, we would go to Cincinnati and visit before we would go to the next duty location, whatever. And so Cincinnati had always been a big thing in my mind. Mm -hmm. And so University of Cincinnati, I think, was on Channel 19 back in the day at the yep. one time. So I was checking out some games, and I was like, oh, okay. So I started rooting for Cincinnati. Didn't know a squad about them, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I think uh, Rick Mentor was the football coach at the time, and I think Yates was the uh, mm -hmm. basketball coach before Huggins has got there. And so I was kind of you know, following them. I was a big basketball head at the time anyway. And so what really made the difference when Huggins got there and Huggins was just everything that I think about college basketball and how college basketball should be was that Huggins, that Huggins era, that Huggins team was just gritty and grimy and bloody knees bleeding. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's me all day. <laughs> yeah. So that's when I became a fan, like a huge fan. And I think a lot of people feel the same way. I mean, of course, that Oscar Robertson, that time period, there were a lot of fans, but then there was a kind of a gap. Football was never at that elite level. Yeah. So there was a, a gap in that fandom. But when Hugs came, he just, and I think what helped too is with the Bengals and the Reds at that mm -hmm. time period, you yeah. know, where, so yeah. the Bearcats became the biggest ticket in town. Yeah. So I think naturally, like Cincinnati be, Bearcats became the, the team of the of the um, area mm -hmm. right and and so many people still to this day are huge Bearcat fans yeah. you know because of that JT how'd you become a Bearcat fan yeah man so with living in Dayton like you you definitely are like a like implanted like the love of Dayton Flyers of course but at the same time like huge fan base yeah huge, huge. I mean huge like right now every game sold out sold out sold out so like great great arena they didn't have a football team. I mean, they do have a football team, but I don't want to count it. But that's not just sorry, Dayton people. They do have an NFL. Or, yeah, you better uh, not go to a game. They're going to come uh, after they, you. They might. They might. <laughs> they go JT, get him. There he is. Triple. Tackle. But, uh, long story short, like with, like with college sports, like my dad kind of like gave me the rules and parameters or whatnot. So he was like, you can kind of be a little looser with your teams. You can have multiple teams. You know, you're Ohio kid, blah, blah, blah. But in his pro sports, he was kind of like, you pick a team, that's it. So um, he was like, otherwise you're kind of flaky. So he was like, you know, like, but nowadays, like, my bad, I'll, I'm going to bring it back. But nowadays, like, with how M NBA kid, people get traded so much, like, I wouldn't, oh. be, I, wouldn't be an NF I wouldn't be an NBA fan, like a team fan nowadays because their favorite player get traded super fast. So, like, I'm a Lakers fan, yep. I roll with it. But, like, like you know, people get traded. I'm like, my kids, they just like like players. So I'm like, just do that. This cats get traded like once every week, or they force their way out. So, um, long story short, I was a you know, I love the Flyers. Boom. So then, Channel 19, you get it in Dayton. You start watching. I'm watching like, man, this Cincinnati team is like Nick Van Exel, mm -hmm. all these guys on team. I'm like, they're like, oh, I like this. Like, I like how they playing. So I'm like, okay, boom. I keep tabs on them. I'm like, I like them. I like them. Then. Then you see Danny Forsen, and you see all these people like, mm -hmm. that's my team. Like, yeah. I was kind of like, all right, I got Dayton. I'm from Dayton, so I got to rep Dayton. But I was like, man, Alice, I like this Cincinnati team. Yep. 
So then they got the Jordan contract, right? And I started being in the shoes when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't get a lot of shoes. Had three brothers. So, you know, can't be asking for $100 shoes when you got three brothers right. and stuff trying to do their thing. But um, in a long story short, I got started getting my own money. So get my own money. I'm getting a lot of shoes, getting a lot of clothes, doing my thing. Got good grades, but I'm doing, you know, having fun as a teenager. Is, is having, got a car, whatever. Boom. So... It was between, I always thought I was going to Ohio State. So it's like, Ohio State's where I'm going, nothing's going to stop. I got, I got accepted to Ohio State. So for anybody ever challenges me whenever I say stuff about Ohio State football, I was accepted. So <laughs> don't ever come for me like that. I was accepted to probably half of the schools in Ohio. But um, I came down to UC. I was already a big Kenyon Martin fan. And I just was like, this is it. Boom. But it started from the Nick Van Exel team and just sprinkled yeah. up and I was like dude you see is it for me yeah I, and, and both of you guys said something that's channel 19 mm-hmm. you know you, you you wonder if channel 19 wasn't involved you know because yeah, I mean you no, no joke. it's, it's, it's yes. way different yes. I mean, you consume yep. sports now it's way so different, different. Than back then yep. so you got the locals you got to see Ohio State yep you got uh, we got to see Dang. I think we'll see Dayton on CBS I want to say and then pretty much that and in Cincinnati on 19 yep. they had like you got to see football cause I didn't know like People will probably dog me for this saying this on record, but like I didn't know UC had a football team until I was a junior in high school. Wow. Like I didn't know, I thought they were just a pure basketball school, uh, right? Like kind of like Dayton. Yeah. And I was kind of ignorant to that, and I'll yeah. take my lumps for that. But then I was like, one day I was like, UC had a, like watching Town 19, like you see UC. Then they had Plummer, was the quarterback. Yeah, Chad, Chad Plummer. Chad Plummer. And yeah. then he went to like play for the Bengals for a little bit. But I was like, dude, kind of tight. But, um, that's how I found out they had football, but I was all about b- basketball like, yeah. from the jump. Like, so I would try to watch any game I could keep, get my eyes on. I didn't have cable much, so we won't talk about that. You know, um, so my kids they're living a life life luxury they don't even understand. But um, but the way you consume it was totally different, man. Like you yeah. literally would go by. You know, ABC would have a game occasionally. You know, just like the NBA would be. You know, NBC on. On uh, NBA on NBC, you know how that goes. Like, doo, 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 yeah, doo, doo. you know that. Wait, you know. Can, you do that? can you do that one nah, more time? Nah, right? nah, 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 nah. <laughs> yeah, my voice might crack. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, you had that music and stuff like that. But you know, Fox nineteen, man. Yeah, Dan Ward yeah. doing the games because yeah. we can get we can get nineteen in in Dayton. It was it was because yep. really it's Fox yeah. it's Fox forty five in Dayton. But okay, nineteen would pick up like and I had like a antenna in my room with the tinfoil <laughs> on it. I, yeah, yeah, and I had yeah. They, they had rollers. You ever seen like they do like those old movies? And then you see people are probably like somebody like you probably what the hell is this? Yeah. Like, Neil's got a lot of Google yeah, searching to do later. Like a TV and you would like forget okay, like two two things. It'd be like you can get from two to like maybe nineteen on one and everything else That's like is on the other dial or whatever. So you rolling it, then you got you just like swiggly and yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> But then, yeah, bring me back. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we took you back right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a in Vegas. I had a black and white TV like for like mm. when I was like how can I age myself? I think between like nine to twelve, maybe a little bit. And it was in my room. Like I had like it was like a little you know yeah, little yeah. flat screen. It was yeah. like it was a big booty TV, and it was like <laughs> thirteen inches. You know what I mean? So I had like a little stand. <coughs> me and my brother shared a room. We had a black. We literally had a black and white TV. Yeah. Like probably until I was about twelve. Now, <laughs> now, now we're gonna look at the opposite. And Neil, <laughs> you being the youngest, we always mess with you. But how'd you become a Bearcat fan? 
Yeah, so when we were growing up, it was me and my brother. Um, my dad actually worked with someone. It's going to be an interesting story. He worked with someone who had free tickets to Xavier. So we went there once for a game. We took the tickets once, and we were just like, no, we don't want, we didn't like it. Like the atmosphere, we didn't like the atmosphere. Good. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so uh, then we started getting tickets to UC games more often mm -hmm. just to kind of feel the environment out and started going to more UC games. And then obviously as the time I got older, this one, the basketball program and the football program started to uh, take that jump to the next level. And when it came down for me to make my decision coming out of high school, I had multiple opportunities to go to other schools and uh, do other things, but ultimately I just took that one walk on campus and I was like, yep, this is it. As JT mentioned, it's like something you step on campus, you know your home. It was right down the road, 15 minutes. I was like, I can stay home and do what I want to do here right in my backyard. I can be close to family and mm -hmm. that's something the University of Cincinnati has done for me and I'm grateful for that opportunity to stay here with my family and kind of just do my thing right here in my backyard. So. You don't know who Morris Day in the time is, correct? <laughs> um, did you know the TVs were black and white at one point? I did know that. You did know that? Did okay. Know that. Um, did you know the Bearcats were on Channel 19? Briefly. Briefly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, briefly. I'm always, it's just always fascinating to talk to younger people to yeah. see, right? So, Anisha, for you, you wanted Hills grad. Yes. You didn't ask me how I became a UC. You gotta let me, gotta let me build up. Like, wanted Hills grad, so you're here and sit. Russ didn't even let me do my thing, did she? She cut me off. I take you six months to call me back. About to hit me with that. Being a local, you know, you know, here locally. How'd you become a Bearcat fan? I became a Bearcat fan because I believe in supporting my husband. <laughs> the Twyman segment is <laughs> the but no, but really, you know, um, I, I didn't play. I didn't, you know, I played a little sports when I was younger, and you know, I've heard about this basketball <laughs> career you had. We, we, we're gonna leave that for another podcast. <laughs> Bearcat fans, Anisha had a basketball career that we're, you know, we would talk about that later. But go ahead. Go ahead, Anisha. I'm sorry. It, it started and ended quite quickly. <laughs> <laughs> the grand opening grand right, right, right. Because I, I had a philosophy that people really couldn't understand, so it's okay. <laughs> That's another podcast. <laughs> so, um, so, I'm from Cincinnati, of course, graduated from Wanna Hills. I wasn't really into sports. I've always been, like, get out there and handle my business, 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 business. So, um, it, my, but you know, my family, my brother and my dad, they play, you know, backyard basketball and stuff like that. So, you know, I knew how to play and I have a really smooth follow through, but I really got through. <laughs> <laughs> I really started paying attention to the Bearcats when Russ and I got together and it, it, just like the Bengals, when Russ and I got together, really just started, um, um, being able to support what he likes, so yeah. it's just it's fun. It's yeah. fun cheering and rooting yeah. with him, and so, then that's kind of how I got. It, 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 she was never a true sports fan until we got together. Now, she, you know, football. She's up there talking about, you know, that's holding, that's all sides, and that's like, <laughs> I don't even know why they doing that. Like, <laughs> stop holding. She locked in. Now. Yeah, she locked in now, and I'm like, yeah, and I'm proud. Like, okay, 
good, man. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah Russ, yeah. you created that. that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have created a monster because when we go to games, like, um, well, I still do most of the cheering because I'm, you know, that guy. But uh, she's a, she, she, does, she holds her own. She holds her own. Thank you, dear. <laughs> the Twyman segment is sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. So let's jump into uh, the current basketball team right now. Um, Russ, your thoughts on Wes Miller? Um, I can play for that guy. Um, one of the things as a Huggins, like Huggins was like, I, I love defensive-minded coaches, right? Um, but um, I just like the energy. Wes Miller, um, met him a couple times. Very friendly, gracious guy. But his I, from his time, you know, the guys just play hard for him. And just recently, man, they they just play hard. If you're listen, if you're an offensive cat and you're thinking about going to the University of Cincinnati, they'll run sets for you. How many times have we had score like true scores come out and that can just flat get you a bucket? We know you're gonna get us a bucket. And so I just love that he he's able to recruit. Um, guys play hard for him, and as a fan, that's all you can ask for. That, that's important to me. And so you've been happy with uh, the team so far this year? I'm happy with some of the losses. I, I think they shouldn't have had losses. Um, however, I think he's still building his philosophy. He's still building his program. And I think he, no shade on any of the players, but I don't believe he has his guys quite yet. Yeah, I agree um, with that. And so I think when he gets his guys, it, it'll be um, – I mean, we're going to be back to the dominance that we, we once was. And uh, and I'm excited about that because I, I can see where it's going. Um, I love that he's offensive-minded because we haven't had that. You know, we haven't had, you know, a coach that, you know, you know we can just get guys that can flat score. We can teach you how to play defense, but we need you to be able to put the ball in the bucket. And so I think that's important. And I think also with, with Wes, um, the players really respond to him, um, many of them look at him as a as a father figure i think if you look at like the jeremiah davenport situation yeah. his father passing away suddenly and then um, wes being that guy that needed to step in and help fill a void i mean i think wes has done a great job with that and, and for bearcat fans out there i think jeremiah davenport has gone through a lot more uh mentally than people have any idea about i mean just imagine yeah. losing any bearcat fan out there imagine losing the person closest to you that's been your support system and then trying to go out there and play basketball yeah. it's impacted him yeah wes has been a huge you know part of his of his journey and a father figure so that segues to i i think and we don't have to make this a, a long thing but one time we had dinner together and i didn't know this about you but you shared the story about your father and would you just mind sharing that just just quickly yeah so um, where do I begin but um, so my, my wife has questions um, because I, I my stepfather I've never asked about my 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 actual biological father it was just never came up because you know and I didn't want to show disrespect to my my, my stepfather um, so we got together my wife asked if I was biracial. And I said, what would make you ask that question? <laughs> she said, have you ever looked in the mirror? I was like, what? I was like no. And I was like, oh. And so that led to what the 
Ancestry.com, getting the Ancestry and stuff like that. And then we got a hit back on Ancestry um, of my um, aunt who um, is out in North Carolina and her, because um, my mom told me that your father's name is James Yelverton, Yelverston, and there was an S in it. And so I can never find a James Yelverston. But this lady's name was Yelverton. And so I looked, and her brother is James Yelverton. Hmm. And I said, and when I looked at it, I said, ooh, a spitting image. Like, ah, That's... <laughs> that guy looks like me. Wow. Yeah. And so then um, reached out to um, my sister, that I, now was my sister, um, just to say, you know, hey, actually, I couldn't do it. I'm going to be honest. I couldn't. I'm 50 at the time. I'm not looking for a father figure, but I would, you know, like to know yeah. you as a man. And but I couldn't handle as even at 50, you still have that child mentality a little bit. I couldn't handle rejection if this man says, "Yeah, I didn't want anything to do with you then, and I don't want anything to do with you now." So that was a heavy burden on me at 50. I was like, "I, I can't do it." So I had my wife actually call my sister and talk to my sister. Um, in the story, basically, we got on the phone. My father and I got on the phone, and the first thing he says is, "Yeah, you're my son." Mm. Like, out of then ask, you know, what happened? He's like, "Yo, you're my son. I know you're my son. I've been looking for you. I just didn't know where you were." Wow. And so, that conversation on that day, three days later, led us to go to North Carolina. Three days later, Father's Day weekend. Three days later, to go meet him for the first time. Wow. And so met him for the first time, one of the sweetest, most genuine, gracious men I've ever met in my life. And and, and it's funny because the way he dresses and the way he, his mannerism, spot on. Like, spot on. Like, yeah. And so that was an amazing experience. One that I'm, I am so grateful that I got to meet my uh, biological grandmother before she passed. She passed last year. And so it was, it was, if, if people out there have never, if, if you're thinking about finding your biological parent for whatever reason, I would say highly, I would say do that because it was an amazing experience. And you were really nervous about it, you know, like you said, because the rejection, I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that are, would be nervous, but, but you never know. Someone could get rejected oh, yeah. like that and it could turn out to be a, yeah. But you advise me to try to do it anyway. Yeah, I, I, or at least investigate. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know how my sisters would take, because I'm the oldest, and I have three younger yeah. sisters that I didn't know anything about. And now that we're trying to build a relationship, and and it's and it's it's cool, but also a little bit new still. Like even it's three years, four going on four years in, it's still relatively new. I talk to him often. Um, and my family, like, I'm a country boy at heart. I was born in Bowling Green, Kentucky. I'm a country boy at heart. My father and his family are country, like, we're like kinder spirits, like, mm -hmm. really, honestly. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you shared that story. Yeah. Um, Thank you for asking. Yeah, yeah. No, because I found it fascinating when we met um, that one time for, for dinner, and you told me, and I was like, wait, what? Like it, I thought it was fascinating. So, 
Now to kind of segue into a little bit more Bearcat talk, and we're going to finish up with this. Um, I want to kind of go around the room um, and talk about top three favorite Bearcat players. Anisha, put your hand down. Top three <laughs> favorite Bearcat players of all time. This can include football, basketball, baseball, whatever sport you want. I'm going to stay on the basketball side of things. But, um, Neil, we're going to start with you. Top three favorite Bearcats of all time. All right. So, top three. I've been saying it for a while. Basketball, it's got to be Sean Kilpatrick. I loved watching Sean Kilpatrick grow up, obviously. Disagreement on your guys' side because I had the Adidas jerseys. Back in high school, his these jerseys were <laughs> Turns out not many people are fans of them, but however, what Sean Kilpatrick did at the University of Cincinnati yeah, no question. his career was phenomenal. Obviously, I wasn't around to watch what Big O did, so to see what Sean Kilpatrick did for this university, I believe we talked the other night, second all-time in scoring. Yep. Uh, just the things he did for this university has been phenomenal. What he does off the court as well, how he carries himself, I know... He's playing professionally overseas. He has his undrafted merchandise uh, brand clothing line. Just everything he's done off the court as well as on the court. He was just someone that was really cool to watch growing up. And then you look along the likes of a guy like Travis Kelsey. Obviously, you couldn't watch much of him at UC. But now, seeing what he's done after his time at UC has been very incredible to see, obviously. Will probably be an NFL Hall of Famer, but just I know he just launched that ten million dollar foundation back to the University of Cincinnati, so it's great to see him giving back to yeah. a university where he once came from. And um, then someone we've covered obviously became the highest Bearcat in program history to be drafted, and that's Sauce Gardner, just because he Ooh, went from that's a good one. he went from a two star prospect to highest Bearcat drafted in history, and he kind of like Anisha said earlier, he bet on himself. Like there was that video that went viral. He was like. Yeah, I'm going to be all-state player. I'm going to get those offers. I'm going to go D1. I'm going to go to the league. And he put all four of those into existence. And then before this season as well, he, he talks the talk, but he backs it up. Like he said, hey, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to start. I'm going to be all-pro, make the Pro Bowl, defensive rookie of the year. And he's in line to make all four of those this year. So just That's good. confidence and swagger. So those are my top three. Good list. SK, Kelsey, and Sauce. Like it. JT. All right, man. I'll I'll um, just do basketball, but I like the list. That list was legit. So I'm going. Nick Van Exel, my favorite player, Bearcat player of all time. Um, Kenyon Martin. Then like my third one is like, I don't know. It's tough, man. I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go flight white. I'm gonna go flight white as my third. But it's like, but it's like a jumble. Like flight white, Steve Logan. And Leonard Stokes. So like those are like right there. The coin flip. I just I think I want okay. to play his flowers on that one. But those are the three. And I'm, I'm going basketball. If we went football, it could be a little be could be a little interesting. We might have to do another list, maybe doing like top ten or something. Okay. So Nick, Kenyon, and Flight White. Yeah. I like it. Russ? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go off the board, off the grid, but um Kenny Satterfield for sure. Uh, I love Kenny Satterfield, like that guy. Um, Lazelle, Lazelle Durden, Durden. Durden. The, uh, gunslinger. the gunslinger, man. I just that cat could shoot. That's a good yeah. one. Um, uh, Darnell Burton, doggy. Mm. Wow, 
So I picked all guards, but good old yeah. doggy. Wow. But football, it would have to be Trent Cole. Xenia oh, kid. Yeah. I know I knew Trent going at it when I lived in Xenia. Yeah. Um, real nice, I say at the time, kid growing and then turned that into <laughs> an amazing career with the Eagles. So Trent Cole for sure. Isaiah P running back. Um, and Marty Gilliard, um, the three football. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. That, that was that's right. That yeah, I got was. like a funny Trent quick one. I know all the time is um, getting tight, but man, this dude Trent was like such an athlete. So like they would be like a lot of dudes like flight was there, but cats would be dunking like going up there. They would mm-hmm. just go up. It was a dude named shoot, what's my dude Gerard? Is it Enzo? his last name was Enzo? He ended up playing for the Ravens. He was the middle linebacker when Cole Trent Cole was there. Um, they would like just like you know people try to dunk on each other. You see the kids yeah. coming in now, so they would just be under the room. Somebody come up there. So these dudes are like two thirty to two fifty, mm-hmm. going straight up. But they would meet up so high they just would fall like boom. Mm-hmm. But like the dude was such an athlete, like he would like like you know where you get out. I don't know if it was Sanders Hall when you were when you were on campus or was it? Nah, that's where we used to eat at Sanders Hall. Uh, right you know, right by Fifth Third, right in front. It's literally right in front of. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if it's still called Sandra Hall. Anymore. I don't know if it had a different name yeah. back then, but yeah. But legit, you know how tall Fifth Third, well, the shoe was, right? Yeah. Or is like Trent would literally get an orange and be like, throw it on top of it, like no strain, just like step. Because we had a kid named Ryan Washington from like um, Columbus, and he, used to, I think he might have walked on to the baseball team. He had a cannon. He would throw it up there and trip. I could do that too, and like just literally get it, throw it on top of the damn yeah. arena. And I was just—I thought that was just like the craziest thing to see. Yeah, but that tremendous was athlete. Story. That was a good one. I wasn't all expecting right. that one. Yeah, that was, my yeah. bad. That's all right. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, uh, Anisha, do you you want me to skip you or are you Google searching or? You? <laughs> okay, I'll skip you. Gotta know when to fold them. All right, so I'll, I'll quickly, I'll just, I'll do my three real quick. Um, like JT said, Nick Van Exel. I mean, he was, he was kind of the, the inspiration behind my, my game back then. Uh, Roger McClendon. Um, growing up, Roger, I used to love going to the games and watching him. Uh, I, I, I think he's a slept-on Bearcat of all time. And then finally, the late great Herb Jones. Um, just such a huge fan of Herb Jones. So those are, those are my three. Uh, basketball specific. We, I won't jump into football, but basketball specific. Um, most memorable Bearcat game for you? I'm gonna start back to you, Russ. When they beat uh, Duke, when uh, <laughs> um, Melvin Levitt dunked uh, that. I, that was one of the many times I can remember me watching something and I jumped out of my seat. And, yeah, and, and, and said some expletives. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And so that late was, at night too. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah, that was amazing. Neil, I think the most memorable one. I think JT could attest to this was 2021 AAC championship at Houston. Just when we were covering it last year, just the way the stadium lit up at night because it was a nip at night game. Mm. They did the light show. Mm. Fans stormed the field. Mm. The playoff berth got announced the day after. Just mm-hmm. to, those are memories you won't forget because that's the first time something like that happened. But just the environment that night was electric. And it's yeah. one of those environments you will never be able to forget looking back on it. Okay. True. JT? Go, uh, when 
UCB Marquette when they had Dwayne Wade mm -hmm. down a little hit the shot. Sure. The, shot. the last guy on the court you thought would shoot the basketball yeah, to win the game shots. was down a little. So, like, that was crazy because it was like people camped out. It was crazy. You could barely get tickets. Um, and I watched I don't think I was able to go. To, I was able to go to the next time they played Marquette, but I wasn't able to go to that one. And I just remember, like, this campus was crazy, like, the rest of the night. Like, it was just, like, I think it might have been, like, a Tuesday or Wednesday. I know it wasn't a weekend, so <laughs> it was dumb that day. Like, yeah. that night, it was like, all right, study? No, nah, we about to go party. But, um, <laughs> but, yeah, I remember that, and I'll never forget it. Like, it was crazy. And everybody was like, no, no. And he was like, made it. He was like, yes. But no. Uh, every, shot it, everybody yeah. said no. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody so if anybody said, said yes, yes, yes. That, you're, you're absolutely lying. right. But when he shot it, I'm like, no, give it back to Steve. Like, <laughs> made it. I was like, yes. I I interviewed uh, I interviewed Don a little yeah. on my podcast, and um, I asked him about that that final play. Um, it's interesting. He goes, "Oh, I was shooting that ball." He said, uh, "It was." He says, I, "I wanted to shoot that. He wanted to hit that." So he had supreme confidence in himself. That's for sure. Um, for me, it's I, I think like Russ said, it's the Duke game because I was. Um, I think it's one of the biggest games ever, and I was involved in it. So definitely, definitely the Duke game. Um, so my next question: This your, your top three favorite Bearcats? It could be somebody different. It could be somebody within that list. If you could be one UC player in history, who would you want to be? Neil, mm, that's a tough one. I don't know. There's two that stick to mind. They're both in that. Got to pick one. You got to pick one. Picking one, hmm, probably say Travis Kelsey just because of how he handles himself off the field. Okay. What he does and he just lives his life to the fullest. Like he has no regrets. He's just out living his best life. So okay. I have to say Travis Kelsey. Okay. JT? That's a good question, man. That's a, man. Okay. One person? One. One, one person. person. You'd be one UC oh, player man. in history. Uh, I'm biased because I want all the I want access to all the Jordan gear, so it has to be somebody in that area in that time. <laughs> I know y'all were getting like like Eric Hicks wrote a like like a <laughs> not a letter but a damn report on how many Jordans he had. Mm. My dude was in the class. He was like, man, he said he had over 140 some Jordans. He had to pay for none. So. Um, <laughs> I'm with that era no matter what, so y'all can, but I don't know who to be. I don't know who I would be. I guess since I'm a guard, I would go with um, Steve Logan. Okay. All right, he scored. He got, it was Sweet Jordans out back then. We bought the same size. I could, I could see myself being Steve. Give okay. me being Steve. Okay. Russ? I think that's a, that's an easy one for me. Oscar. Mm. Just being back in that era and they can't do nothing to stop you. Yeah. Just giving them the business. Triple doubles. Eat yeah. All the time. Then go to the league mm. and still give them the business. Mm -hmm. And I want to take that cool ass picture with my legs spread. So yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, that picture is like the picture. Yeah. So I, I, I wanna I wanna interview Oscar eventually for my podcast. And I wanna ask him about that rebound. And I, and I don't know if he's one of those guys that doesn't remember. Like, uh, my, my buddy works for Michael Jordan, mm -hmm. and he'll ask Michael Jordan about certain things that he did, and Michael goes, I don't remember. 
he was so blacked out in the moment of mm. playing. He goes, I don't remember why or what. He says, of course, I've seen the videos and seen the pictures. So I wonder if, I, like, why did you spread your legs like that for the right, rebound, yeah. Big O? Like, yeah. that wasn't necessary. That was some <laughs> really? extra shit right like, there. That was yeah. way down. That was, he, he was sending a message to somebody. Yeah, yeah you can't do nothing. Yeah. He That's was what, yeah. He was definitely clown. Yeah. That's, like, such an iconic, like, picture yes. in, in basketball. Not only Bearcat history, yeah. but just, I think, basketball history. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it would have to be my uh, my roommate on the road, my teammate Kenyon Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think next to Oscar, he's probably you know looked upon as that that great player in Bearcat history. Um, I love that he comes back and gets a tremendous amount of love um, when he comes. I mean, when he comes to Fifth Third Arena, that that place goes crazy. I mean, a lot of former players come back, but. It's all about Kenyon. Mm-hmm. Like when he comes back, it's it's such a big deal. So I have to go with Kenyon. My last question, um, and for my other podcast, I ask this question a lot to a lot of former players, and I'm interested to get your guys' uh, answer. Unless if we can keep this one a little bit uh, quicker, um, I'm gonna start with you, Russ, because I'm interested to hear your answer. Okay, and I know Anisha's gonna uh, laugh a little bit. She's gonna chuckle a little bit at this. So. If you could be one person, MJ or MJ, which MJ would you want to be? Michael Jordan in his prime, the most popular athlete, maybe face in the world, or would you rather be Michael Jackson in his prime? You got grown men fainting at concerts. You got people losing their minds. Would you rather be MJ, Michael Jordan in his prime, or Michael Jackson in his prime? Based based on how you dressed back in the day, I think I might know the answer to this. I mean, just as a musical genius, yeah. everything he touched turned to gold. It'd be Michael Jackson. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, he is like he he couldn't. Jordan could at least go out in public. A little bit. Je- Michael Jackson no. could not. He had like all those disguises <laughs> and stuff like that. Now I don't want all that. But I just <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. But just as a musical icon, that that would be amazing. Okay. And to be able to sing, I, yeah, that would be amazing. Okay. Okay. Neil. I would have to get Jordan. Yeah. Okay. I think it's an easy answer too. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna go. I kind of. I don't know. I think maybe Jackson. I think I'm gonna go Jackson. Okay. Yeah. Just because, like, it, it's just like crazy. You can go anywhere. People were just like passing out. Like that probably would be like, like mind blowing. Like to see that. Like to be like, say hi. Right. Like, you know, I said, oh, bye. I didn't know right. you. And I said hi. I'm not about to pass out. You know. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like people like, waiting out your yeah, hotel room. Yeah, like, you just go to the. Yeah. To like the, this. To the, <laughs> I'm like, J- so JT, you literally want to take your hand and go like this, and people faint. That's what I you want. Like, I just be like, that would get so crazy. Like, it hey, like, yeah, on. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that, I don't know. That just be. I just can't imagine having that much like juice, star power. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where somebody yeah. just They'll, walk by, you go, oh my god, just fall out on the street. You know what I mean? You, <laughs> you, you know what's you know what's crazy about it? If you think about it. Like there was no social media back then, and and I don't think there'll ever be anybody, anybody in pop culture, like Michael Jackson, and like Michael Jordan. Like as far as that like world popularity, you think before that, 
you could throw Muhammad Ali in that, that every place in the yes. world, yes. they knew who Muhammad Ali was. Yes. So you take those three pre-social media. Yeah. I mean, just imagine if they had social media back then. But that that's incredible. Yeah. To go to like, they said at one point, with my, my dad was telling me this in Africa, like you could go to parts of Africa where they didn't have access to television, radio, but everybody wanted to be Muhammad Ali. There people, they, you see them shadow boxing in the streets, little kids that were in huts and stuff. Like that is incredible. And Michael Jackson had, I had a, I used to walk around my neighborhood with a glitter glove on, moonwalking moon at one point, not the whole time, but just at, at some points <laughs> with the glitter glove. You know about the glitter glove, Neil? Mm -hmm. I do know about the glove. Okay. Uh, Anisha, did you want to chime in or do you want to give some thoughts on this? I would have thought you would have said Russ. I thought you would have said Michael Jordan. I did too. Yeah, no, but I mean, just Michael Jackson, that's like, <laughs> to JT's point, like, if I go to a window and I've got 10,000 people standing outside because I'm in a hotel. Yeah. Yeah. I would go with um, Michael Jordan. Uh, would would be my choice. Uh, just like I think to what you said, Russ. He could. He's still the most popular person at that time in the world, most recognizable face. Mm -hmm. But still, I think he could walk down the street a little bit. It would create chaos. Yes. But he still. Yes. He's, yeah, he still was a normal. I, I think part of you guys might disagree with this. I think part of the Michael Jackson thing was I think he created a lot of that. Like Michael Jordan didn't create like. What he did on the court and just through the shoe brand, his branding made him the most popular face. Michael was so odd that it was like self-inflicted, like a lot of the like people, it was like people just had to see him because it was like, man, what this dude is. Like, imagine if I had a picture with, like a Throwback Thursday picture with Michael Jackson. It would break, you know what I mean? People yeah. were like, what? Yeah. Where did you see Michael Jackson at? Right. That's true. Right? You don't see him at like Target. Like I saw I saw him at Target. Like Yeah. So that's always one of my favorite questions. I would say, um, of all the players, most of the former basketball players said Michael Jordan. One guy said Michael Jackson. And that was the guy I never would have picked to say Michael Jackson. And that was big ass Yancey Gates. <laughs> Yancey Gates said Michael Jackson. I said there's no way you can moonwalk, Yancey. There is no way. He said he wanted to be Michael Jackson. He said he always wanted to sing. That's awesome. Always wanted to be able to sing. The Twyman segment, sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. 93 Ways to Mentor is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that specializes in empowering youth in the greater Cincinnati area through mentoring, therapy, education, and financial support. To support, visit the website 93waystomentor.com or contact Derek Adams at 513-310-1715. This concludes another great podcast. Thanks to all of our sponsors, Taxley, Donahue Accounting Services, Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota, and 93 Ways to Mentor. We want to remind all Bearcat fans out there to visit Meals Pizzeria at 2634 Short Vine before and after all Bearcat football and basketball games. Get there early because the place is packed on Bearcat game days. Thanks to Kelly and Richard Meals for the support of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast. Quick reminder, I'll be at Mio's for a live podcast on February 22nd from 5 to 6 before the 7 p.m. Temple game. Special guests will be announced very, very soon. And a reminder, everybody, the Tip-Off Talk podcast is presented by Taxley. Taxley offers the first apprenticeship program for careers in tax law and consulting. 
So for those who thought the CPA was the only way to a prestigious tax career, let Taxly show you the importance of becoming an enrolled agent. Visit Taxly.com to learn more. And we want to thank Russ and Anisha Bailey again for coming on the podcast, being a sponsor, letting us in your office here. Thank you. Yeah, well, it's been great. Um, doing the podcast was amazing. You guys are amazing at what you do. I listen to the podcast often. So um, as a fan, I believe your podcast reaches that that place where people need that information as they prepare for the next game. So it's, it's important to the fans. So as a fan of myself, I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having us. Uh, we appreciate it. We had a good time. So wonderful. All right. I appreciate it. Neil and JT, I know JT, you're off. You've got to go uh, to your son's games and all that. Yeah, good luck to them. Good luck to your 49ers earlier. Uh, the early game, right? The yeah, first game? Three, man. Three o'clock. And then the Bengals. Hopefully the Bengals 49ers. Yeah, part three. I know. Who day? Who day? <laughs> Did you just say who day? I said Niner game. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a slight who. Uh, he he caught himself. He did. He like, who? Who? I, want, I want the Bengals to win, though. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah, I know you do. I know you do. Like you you said lose, that. If the Niners lose, then I, I want the Bengals to win the championship. You've said, yeah, you said that. I, yeah, I, we're still getting a Jimmy GQ head shirt. Yeah, I'm going to get Jimmy. So he doesn't like Jimmy Jimmy G. Um, he's not a big, not a big fan. So there's this T-shirt online that says Jimmy GQ, and it's got a, you know, there's a nice headshot of Jimmy. And uh, so he, he's got one coming for yeah. Christmas and birthday let and all know. that stuff. Let me know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I need to. Yeah, yeah. Purdy or Debo. All right. I want to thank all the Bearcat fans out there for listening to another episode of the Bearcat Tip Off Talk podcast, presented by Taxley. Go Bearcats. Thank you.